And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, here we are again, another day committed to being your consumer advocate. We got the A team in the house, the real estate A team that is here. And we're going to dive deep into zoning. When you think about real estate, we're going to dive deep into credit improvement. Uh, also, maybe talk a little bit about construction to perm loans, trying to mix it up a little bit on the real estate front. Uh, so we have our real estate A team in the house, Diane Vance, William Crowley, and Ray Hall coming up here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And the goal is always to be a consumer advocate to help you understand your buying decisions and make you more street smart right here in Tampa Bay uh, we're your number one consumer advocate based program save our hotline number in your phone if you would please pull out your phone save our number in there 813-750-0550 and we love it when the hotline rings 813-750-0550 it's an off-air number you can call and say hey I want to get Diane to pre-approve me I want to have that credit man work on my credit you know I want Ray to check out the value on my home there's a lot of things you can do to get engaged here with the Consumer Quarterback Show. Also, hit the website up, ConsumerQB.com. You can see links there to all of our expert contributors at ConsumerQB.com. A couple of hot listings. We always talk about our listings on the air here because we want to help our sellers profit more and sell faster, utilizing our innovation with radio, TV, internet marketing, 85 different outlets, Apple, Amazon, Roku, and a bunch of others. 1010 Bay Esplanade right here in Clearwater. This is on the beach, north, more, uh, the north side of Clearwater Beach, 1010 Bay Esplanade. On. This is a property. It's about 3,200 square feet, just shy. Uh, three bedrooms, uh, four bedrooms, three bath, two car garage, apartment, and a beautiful sun deck. So you got some awesome views of the intercoastal waterways, the dolphin filled waters of North Clearwater Beach. And of course, it's a short walk to the beach itself. 1813 East Knollwood in Tampa. This is a gorgeous property, completely renovated, beautiful home uh, in the Seminole Heights area. So you're close to downtown. Uh, you're close to a lot of the cool stuff down there in that area and some great job opportunities. So you got 1,300 square feet, three bedroom, three bath, and a fenced-in backyard right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. I'll tell you what, our feel-good story of the day is a pretty cool one as well. 70-year-old man rows across the Atlantic Ocean and raises a million dollars for Alzheimer's research. I mean, I can't imagine doing that at, at mid-40s going across. So Ray, Ray Hall in the house. Let's introduce Ray here. He's in studio. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. And yourself? Stay busy. I'm feeling lazy now after hearing that story. Seven. I mean, how you got uh, 50-something days, I think, it took to get over there, yeah. 56 days later. I went to the gym yesterday morning. I was like, yes, my week is <laughs> good. Go. All yeah. right. You did something. I did something. Yeah. This guy just beat me. Yeah, that's that's just amazing. So, uh, yeah, Ray's in the house, staying busy with the appraisal business, I'm sure. We got uh, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage as well, local lender, support the local economy. Hey, Diane. Hey, Brandon. How you doing? So, yeah, I, I hope I can do that at age 70. Actually, <laughs> I couldn't do that at my age now. But, uh, <laughs> Me but, neither. You know, you know, my daughter runs in a running club, and there's a 71-year-old that uh, actually ran a marathon with her the other day. So, hey, there's a lot of them out there. That's cool. 
That's really cool. Yes. Yes. I like it. William Crowley, what about you? you th- are you going to be hitting the uh, Atlantic Ocean, rowing across the, the yeah, Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, I've already done t- it. I've already done it twice. Oh, okay. so <laughs> of course he did. That's right. Yeah. So William Crowley's our, our local uh, expert in all things credit improvement. Uh, some people call it credit repair. He likes to call it re- credit restoration. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Credit restoration. It's more friendly and it's hands-on, transparent. And people really get to, get to use this for the rest of their lives. We're not teaching them to fish for a day, but we're teaching them to do their credit for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and, we, and we've had a rough week this week. You know, we had a couple legends, you know, local legend here in Tampa yeah. Bay, Vincent Jackson, you know, passing Buccaneer football player, wide receiver, and former guest on our show, and probably the king of radio altogether, uh, Rush Limbaugh, conservative talk show host, and uh, really just the pulse of the conservative movement. Uh, yeah. William, pretty sad day for, uh, you know, conservatives. It has. He, he really, uh, I used to hate the guy with a passion, but after I listened to him, I said, God, this guy makes a lot of sense. And he's really done a lot for for our communities out there. So, uh, you know, kudos to him and, and condolences to the family. Yep, that's right. And and you see all the, the, the different folks weighing in on his death. And um, yeah. uh, and it's just amazing. He, he he actually, you know, staffers at the White House would actually listen in, you know, hey, what's 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 he saying? What's Rush saying today? You know, between 12 and three, they're like, what's he saying about peace in the Middle East? You know, they're working on that deal. You know, Charlie Kirk mentioned how he's working on it with Kushner. And, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. It was really cool to hear, you know, some of the reaction and see some of that. And, of course, very sad to see some of the reaction uh, from the far left, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the far left they're saying uh rest and piss is what they said unbelievable yeah yeah so, that's, just, that's just that's just really obnoxious and it's gotta uh, go the, the whole racism issue's got to go because he was not a racist now i'm a black man i'm telling people don't believe that hype Exactly. All right, so let's jump into it. Let's let's uh, talk about things here in Tampa Bay, the real estate market. A lot of good things happening, and uh, you know, Ray Ray's right here in the studio. I want to want to kind of get his pulse since it's been a little while since you've been in studio. I know you had a, a nice vacation and stuff, back to work. Yep. And uh, man, have have you ever seen a more uh, you know, fluid market, a hot market, a seller's market as we're in right now? Not really. You know, it, it obviously reminds me of back in 2005. Yeah. Um, but uh, even, even back then, I, I don't remember it being such the low inventory. Mm-hmm. I think we still had uh, a more inventory back back in that market. I think so. Um, yeah. You know, these days, uh, you know, I was looking up something this morning. I had a, a lender came back and they wanted me to include some listings. Um, in, a, in an appraisal, and all that was available were pending sales. There were no active listings available in this neighborhood. Wow. So that just shows you, if you want to live in this neighborhood, you, you know, you've got to go knock on people's doors and say, hey, can I buy your house? So pending, let's, let's dive on that a little sure. deeper. So when it says pending, you don't really know what the actual closed sales price is going to be yet, right? No, no. At that point, uh, you still only know the... Uh, the listing price. Right. Um, they don't disclose the actual sales price until after the closing. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I've tried to be sneaky and get some realtors to tell me, and, and they keep that close to the vest. So yeah. uh, uh, that's how. But, you know, when I say pending, that means it's under contract yep. and they're negotiating towards the closing. Yep, that's right. And, Diane, you know, same question to you. You know, hot market, you're, you're one of the top five lenders in the country and, and a local regional manager here in Tampa Bay. Uh, same kind of pulse? Oh, yeah. It's. It has been busy, busy. We have a lot. I have, we have probably more prospects in our prospects, meaning we've already pre-approved them, and they're just sitting there and they're looking for houses. We probably have more 
process, so it goes by 30, 60, 90, 180 days, and we, we have more than we've ever had because people are waiting. They can't find a house or they're, or there's not enough homes, exactly what Ray said. And yeah. the difference in 2005 was you actually had too much inventory and, and it was driving the price up. Um, it wasn't the shortage of inventory, I don't believe, like we have today. So I think that's what the differences are. Yeah. And, uh, of course, interest rates are not has never been as low as they've been. So that also is a little bit of difference. A lot of people realize they can actually purchase. Uh, they can get more for their money because interest rates are lower. And, and I want to get William's reaction, but you just you made me think of something as well. So a lot of times people, you know, when I'm talking to folks and they do get a little bit greedy this, in this type of market, Mm-hmm. And I, I really like to think, and I listen to Phil's gang as well on our station, very smart in terms more about the stock market, more what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, yeah. you know, I was listening to him the other day, and, and just it really makes sense when you think about it. So the market dynamics are different, way yeah. different than back in 06, 07, Absolutely. 08, right? So back then, we were still at 6.5%, 7% interest rates. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if you couple that with... Uh, our, our great politicians in D.C., no matter which side you're on, they got a 12 percent approval rating. Uh, you know, what happens is they're printing all this money. They're sending it overseas for Pakistan gender studies or whatever they're doing, you know, a, <laughs> a.k.a. kickbacks to their friends. Right. And and what happens is we're watering down our currency. And Diane can dive deeper about the Fed and, and how it affects race later. Uh, but we're watering down our currency. Uh, what happens is when you when you do that is now, of course, you see the rise of Bitcoin and some of these other cryptocurrencies and things of that nature. People are hedging against inflation by buying land, by buying real estate, by investing in apartments. Um, but but when this crash happens, there's a looming crash that will happen at some point. Some people say the next six to eight months. What, what's going to be majorly different this time is it's going to happen in the stock market first, not the real estate market. And I, be- I do believe we are insulated to a very strong degree here in South Tampa because what we talk about a lot on the show, people moving from other states. But my major point is that once this balloon busts in the stock market, we're not going to have anything to slow it down. Last time we were able to cut rates. Oh, okay, let's cut to 5.75. Okay, let's drop it to 4.875. Okay, we're going to drop it to three and a quarter this month. Now you don't have that that mechanism for controlling that fall, that slip, that 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 coming down side of it. So how is that going to affect some of these major corporations? Are they going to lay off? And then how does that affect the W-2 employees, the stocks? Um, Ray, back to you. Uh, you know, it's it's – you know that's a hard one for me. I mean, uh, you know, on, on my side of it, uh, you know, it, it, it's a good point. You know, we don't have that cushion. Uh, all we can hope for is that after the last crash, they put the right, uh, shall we say, stops in place. Yeah. You know, because uh, we don't have that. Um, but uh, you know, on on the real estate side, you know, I don't know how bad it would be on the real estate side. Uh, you know, I remember two thousand five. I went to a house; they were desperate for that value. Yeah, I well, mean, just, desperate. Yeah. South Florida, William, go ahead, bud. Yeah, just I would just anticipate the worst case scenario. But I'm I'm all about people looking at alternative viewpoints of even the market, like. Franklin Roosevelt said nothing happens in politics by accident. I said nothing happens in the economy by accident either. Somebody benefits. Yeah. So we have to be constantly vigilant and constantly looking for alternative viewpoints, looking at both sides. If we just You just can't look at CNN or Fox and, and the, the, the financial news channels out there because a lot of them are in the pockets, both the Republicans and the oh, Democrats yeah. are in the pockets of these, these, you know, these bankers that are really the ones that are controlling the, 
the economy. That's right. So if we follow the money, we'll see where the contradiction exists. But we, the people, yep. are always, always the ones that suffer the most. So we need to become more proactive. Yes. Start studying, you know, studying these trends and trying to get ahead of the game. That's right. No, that's a great point. It was, and that was kind of like the underlying point of the game stock thing last last uh, couple yeah. weeks back oh I well these, these people are you know we got to stop their trades these people well the guys on the financial networks these entertainers these financial entertainers buy 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 sell 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 you know they do that all day long and of course right. they're making money on the back end we got to come into a break but this is great let's keep it up uh diane vance fairway independent mortgage on the show today william crowley uh credit restoration ex- expert yeah. and uh ray hall ray hall appraisals we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back uh, with our expert contributors right here on the consumer quarterback show plus our feel-good story of the day is awesome we talked about a 70 year old man rose across the atlantic ocean and raises a million dollars for alzheimer's research stay with us consumer quarterback show consumerqb.com this is work done and you're listening to the real estate quarterback show hosted by my man brandon rhymes to get in touch with brandon call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at consumerqb.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right. Welcome back. Brandon Rimes here. Shout out for veteran gutters right here in Tampa Bay. If you're thinking about adding gutters to your home, it really helps add value to your home's resale value. It adds value, of course, from uh, further um you know, essentially what happens is the water is going to run down. It's going to come back into your home. So if you don't have gutters, uh, veteran gutters is the way to go. Brandon Porter and his team, they do such a great job. Uh, veteran-owned, American-made products support the good old USA, uh, the red, white, and blue right here in Tampa Bay. Veteran gutters, make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Uh, give them a call, and you can look them up on our website as well, consumerqb.com, consumerqb.com. Uh, we got a hot property listing here in Tampa Bay. This is in Ennisbrook. It's three. 3- Six seven five zero, 
US 19 in Palm Harbor. This is a golf community. There's pools, there's clubhouses, all kinds of cool stuff in there. Great restaurants in Innisbrook. Uh, so you've got 1175 square feet, two bedroom, two bath property at 36750 US 19 in Palm Harbor. Beautiful property right here in Tampa Bay. If you're a golfer, you should definitely check that out. Uh, 5727 Biscayne Court. This is another beautiful condo that we have. Uh, this one is up in the uh, Newport Ritchie area. 5727 Biscayne Court, number 201. Uh, 874 square feet, two bedroom, two bath, two screen balconies, new appliances. You got a marina and a boat dock here. See all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. Let's pick it up where we left off there, William. I know um, when you look at credit, credit plays, you know, comes to play in here. And with the market being so hot, what are you seeing? Well, just, just, you know, the most important thing is that I'd let people know the information on the credit reports. Because, I mean, I'm helping the real estate and the mortgage industry uh, with their clients to overcome some of these uh, obstacles. But the, the consumer has to know. That if the information does in fact belong to them, that's negative on the credit report or that's adversely affecting them, then that's where you come and utilize the benefits of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't belong to you, you got you got proof that it doesn't belong to you. I tell people file a police report. You don't have to come and pay for a credit repair. You can actually do the credit repair yourself. If if, if you're a victim of identity theft, then just file a police report. Send that information into the credit reporting agency. If it's not, if it does belong to you, then that's when you want to use the Fair Credit Reporting Act and attack the information use, using the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And remember, we're going after the credit the the, uh, the credit reporting agency for violation of due process. We're not going after the lenders because the information does in fact belong to you with the lender. We're going after the credit reporting agency who has missed steps in filing this information according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So that's very important for people to know. I get people to ask me that question over and over again, and it, some out of it, it just doesn't sink in because I think we've been conditioned to say, pay your yeah. debts. And I, and I do strongly encourage people, pay pay your debts if you do owe these debts. Yeah. But there are real debts and there are unreal debts. And I'm here to, I can show you how to make that distinction using, now using the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. I, that, I allow myself to segue right into that. But the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act will be able to distinguish what debts are yours and what debts aren't yours, and then we can use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to remove the information from the credit report and then be able to have you uh, challenge the debt from a legal platform. And most nine times out of ten, the collector will go away using the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and the validation of debt process. Right. So it's just that I want consumers to be aware of this, and and like I said, it's transparent. So we're not just – just telling you to send send you send us the information that we send out to the credit reporting agency. We actually send that all the information prepared to the client. All they do is sign it, and then they keep, keep copies for the record so they can see the laws that we're using, and that we're not using the same laws over and over again, like a lot of credit repair companies do. I just discovered that this week with a with a competitor that they were just they were mailing the information out for the client, and they were just sending the same dispute out each each and every time, and the client wasn't aware of that. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like your program because it's an educational process. You're teaching folks throughout the process. And I want to bring Diane into that conversation as well. Uh, Diane, you know, when you look at uh, credit and and what William can do for clients and then what the bank's lending criteria are, uh, what are you you seeing in that space? And and I know at some point I think we opened up credit a little bit. They they lowered some of the requirements recently. Yep. 
Yeah, so for government loans, we're back down to 580. We are. Now, the banks are not. But as far as lenders, um, that we don't have deposits and things like that, uh, we are down to 580 for government loans, meaning VA and FHA loans. However, when you do that, it you, you still it still has to run automated approvals, sort of like you know on conventional loans, uh, which are your you know a lot of people do conventional loans. Um, it's a minimum of a 620 credit score, but if I if I have to get an approval, so I always run an automated approval system, and um, if a lot of those people, unless there's two people on the loan or something like that, if it's below like 640, we have a hard time getting them approved. So a lot of times we'll have to flip them to a, a government loan. Um, so it's it, it credit is so important, and it's even becoming more important. Um, effective March 15th, we have a new uh, it's called URLA, which is the application. So we have a new one that is now nine pages, and the current one is only four. So there's additional questions for borrowers. So they've actually, um, they're actually, so credit's becoming more and more important. Yeah, absolutely. Credit, credit, and, it, and it's not just the loan process. It's it's more than yeah. that. It's it's employment. Uh, oh, it's William, everything. William, where, I, where are I, you I, seeing? What's the, what's the strangest uh, credit scenario you've seen in terms of? You know qualifications for what jobs and and you know all types of stuff. Oh, would you, I mean, if, if people just people just need to be proactive because every place is checking the credit. I mean, like you say, job insurance. They go to raise your insurance. Uh, yeah. Promotion promotion on the job. I, that's why I had a big problem with general contractors and police officers come to me a lot because they can't get promoted. They got negative information on the credit report, and the general contractors can't get their license uh, if they have a substandard score. Right. But I also wanted to add to what Diane was saying. Even at that threshold where you say there's 580, 620, where people right. get approved for the loans, they still, that you know, where I come in is I, I definitely want to get these um, clients' credit score up to that 580 or that 620 for Diane. But say that if they come to you with the 620 and they're eligible to get the loan, after they get the loan, you still may want to send them over to me because that means that, you know, that 620 still says that, they have negative issues on their credit report that needs to be right. addressed, but you know, right. secure the home, and then I can work with them thereafter. Absolutely, yeah. And a lot of times, what we do is we w- we'll try to improve the credit, and that's that's yes. when we would send those to you, William. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's really important to pay attention to your credit, understand it, and William is great at explaining it. So education is the key on that. So it's a it's definitely most of the time when you have a five eighty or a six twenty, you typically have something in your history that yes. has has not been rectified. Yeah, life event. There's going to be a life event, a divorce, a bankruptcy, yeah, a job it happens. Those life yeah. events happen, and the sooner you can get that advice and look to uh, you know the experts that we provided, and you could reach out anything you heard on the show. Today, of course, reach out to the hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text the hotline, 813-750-0550. And here's a neat niche for you as well. Uh, when you look at sometimes you, you you have folks that love a home, they're, they're trying to get into the home. Credit's not there yet. They couldn't get the mortgage. Um, we've got uh, some programs where 
uh, we have a, a particular investor that will actually purchase the property and lease it back, uh, regardless of credit score, as long as they're putting a little bit of money in the game, down payment, uh, you yeah. know, skin in the game. Uh, as long as it has uh, land involved, it's a real estate deal. So it could be a manufactured mobile home, concrete block home, whatever type of home, commercial building. Uh, if, if you have any scenarios like that, folks out there, uh, we would love to help you. So, you know, save that hotline number, 750-0550, call or text, and also ConsumerQB dot com consumer qb.com uh ray anything to comment on on what we were just talking about there we've got about a minute left in this segment a well minute you know left. credit's uh you know a little bit removed from what my role is in the, yep. in the whole thing you know for me it's uh valuing the asset to yep. see if that can but you know uh, we were kind of touching on it earlier and about the difference between 2005 and now yeah and one thing i've noticed is is a lot of people aren't taking equity out of their houses now mm, interesting. And, and that was a lot different back in 2005 2006 and i i think people went you know a lot of people over leveraged themselves back in 05 and that's why we got into that big mess yep and you know i think people are valuing their credit more And they're paying more attention to it. And they're realizing that, you know, there's responsible borrowing and there's irresponsible. And I like to think that we're going to be better off this time because people are looking at a little more responsible. Exactly. Yeah. And then the parents, sometimes the the kids saw the parents struggling. They said, hey, I'm not going to do that same thing. We're going to be a little bit smart about the way uh, we we access our equity only when we need it, et cetera. Stay with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Diane Vance, Ray Hall, William Crowley here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We'll be right back after this short break. Please follow Follow us online at Brandon Rhymes one on Instagram and Twitter, Brandon Rhymes Realty on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, and we'll be right back. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We want to help you win in your real estate deals. Uh, we're also hiring to our team right now. We're looking for just a couple of, of uh, great agents that want to join our team. They want to take advantage of our, our plethora of leads coming in and our uh, knowledge, skills, and abilities where we can help you grow your real estate career. Keller Williams Realty, number one real estate company in the world. $400 billion in sales. Our local ownership team here did $1.7 billion in sales. And our team, uh, Lindsay and my team, we are ranked in the top 1%. So we did over $20 million in sales this past year, two years in a row. So we want to help you win. Reach out to the hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text that line, 813-750-0550. 0550 consumerqb.com and you can see all of our uh, listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com and we've got some great properties here in Tampa Bay. Here's one at 6128 Oak Ridge Avenue. This is one in Newport Ritchie. Great opportunity. It's 40 uh, 4200 square feet 
full acre of land on the river. So bring your boat, bring your jet skis, enjoy a full acre of land right on the river with bay access in Newport Ritchie. So think about the possibilities there, cruising down to some of the restaurants there, cruising out and going fishing. Uh, you can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Right, so we got the real estate A-team in the house, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, All Things Lending, William Crowley, the credit man, the credit magician on the show, All Things Credit, and we got Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals, All Things Valuations and, and Appraisals for Real Estate, Vacant Land, Commercial, you even did some... Uh, what was it? Some citrus trees a while back. You told a, us about I did a very large citrus grove once. That was a very interesting assignment. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's start there. You know, when you look at valuing properties, you know, I was just mentioning I had uh, interesting. Uh, this past week, I had one. It was kind of set up where there's a lot of rentals. There's some rooms in there. They call it a hostel uh, where you can rent. You know, you got bunk beds in there. I can get you know a certain amount of money for that bed. That mm-hmm. bed, I can get a certain amount of money. So they look at the asset and, you know, hey, how many people can I get into this property and have moderate to low income? So you've got an income approach, mm-hmm. but then also it's close to downtown. So you're you're close to Ebor, you're close to downtown, you've got interstates going by. It's literally right by the major interstate there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's I-4 or 275-1. So you've got you know all these potentials for development mm-hmm. and a lot of times the owners think wow i've got i'm sitting on a gold mine here you know right. but you've got if if they're going to develop it they got to tear it down they got a demo cost they got to rezone in a lot of cases yeah. talk to us a little bit about rezoning and, and that maybe that particular asset i just mentioned and, and and that's where a lot of people make their mistake is they they look at it and they say well i'll just get it rezoned We'll just get a rezoning, and I can I can put a skyscraper on it or something. Yeah. But what they don't understand is rezoning isn't as easy as it sounds, um, especially if you want to transition that property into a more intensive use. So you have a property that has maybe some rentals. Now maybe they're thinking, well, we can put a whole apartment complex. Yeah. Um, you know, if we just get it rezoned. Right. Well, now you have to go down to the zoning board for that municipality. Yep. And I've done it before, and you sit in front of them. Yep. And for instance, if, if you're in a bunch of single family homes and you're wanting to put an apartment complex and you have to get a rezoning, they're going to look at it and say, well, there's no other apartments here. Yeah. You know, the way zoning works is it kind of comes in. You know, you it may come from downtown and work its way over, okay. but you're not going to be right in the middle of that block and all of a sudden have the most intensive use on the block. Right. Um, also, future land use designations come into that. You're not going to be any more intense than what that future land use uh, allows. And a lot of people don't know about that. And the commercial side, we, we deal with that a lot, especially when we're doing vacant land. Um, but when folks just have a residential property, they don't realize there's a lot more tied to it and a lot more tied to a rezoning yeah. than, hey, this is a great idea that's going to make me money. Well, well, first off, too, you, you have to, to, to be able to have the consideration for the rezoning. Mm-hmm. You have to have your architectural plans. You've got to have all that in place. Am I correct? Yeah. You, you, there's a lot. So that's to do. money up front. Yep. To do that, just to maybe get a no, and and you may need me to get a lawyer. Yeah. And that's money. I mean. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on in the background. Yeah. That you know, when I do say a cost approach for a commercial property, it's a lot more than what you see on a on a on an appraisal report for a house. Right. And you know, we take into think, uh, consideration things like architectural fees. 
um, you know, uh, entrepreneurial incentives, uh, you know, rising lawyers. cost of materials, cost of materials. That's, yep. that's, that's very important. Yep. Um, you know, or external influences, things like that. There's, there's mm-hmm. so much involved and there's so much involved in valuing real estate that a lot of people don't see. That's why it's, it's funny to me when, you know, someone tells me, yeah, appraisers don't know what they're talking about. They, <laughs> they said my house was this and they said my house was that, but you don't realize there's so much going on than just yeah the house up the street that was twice the size of yours that sold and now you think it's worth that much money yeah um so you know we and there's all things that we have to learn in real estate and how it impacts that those properties yeah ray hall's here in studio with us brandon rhymes here your host when you look at the the misconceptions let's start there because i love to grab these misnomers and kind of turn them into something that makes sense for people Mm -hmm. what what are some of the other misnomers uh, just in, in valuation in general, what do you, what do you see? And maybe even for the zoning side, you know, if you want to stay topical. Well, probably the most popular one you get I get is, you know, it cost me this much, so my house value went up by this much. Right. And and, and you probably hear it all the time, too, in your end. Yeah. That's not the case. Here, I got a button for that. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Uh, you know, zoning, again, you know, they, they, they think it's a simple task. Yeah. And uh, another thing they don't realize is not only does – the zoning board have to approve it, but a lot of times there's a hearing, yeah, and your neighbors are going to show up. Exactly, that's a big one. And I've I've known people who had uh, I know someone who has a lot on State Road 54, yeah, trying to get it rezoned for a commercial use, yeah, and it goes to hearing, and the neighbors show up and say no. I've had it happen to me. Yeah, I've had it happen to me. So like, you know. I mean, I had a big sale. It was a multi million dollar sale. They're going to put assisted living facility in. And, you know, okay, first of all, where do, where do we put our aging demographics, right? Mm-hmm. It was a nice equestrian style. And, you know, so every, if everybody has this not-in-my-backyard mentality, what are we going to do? You know, they have to live somewhere. And then they say, oh, well, there's going to be more traffic on the road. Well, last time I checked, people that are in ALFs, you know, they're assisted living. They're not driving sports cars up and down the road all day long or big yep. big F-250s with the big, you know, exhaust going wah, 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 you know. The, yeah, so, so there's, you know, people at some point need to say, hey, let's, where do our baby boomers, where does our older generation live in, in their, you know, golden years? Yeah, but the problem is, is people are going to say, that's fine, just not here. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. I want to go to Diane and get Diane's take on that as well. Diane Vance. Yeah, it's so a lot of people are very so we could do mixed use, not not uh, not um, the uh, senior living, but we definitely need something for our seniors. And um, I think I think you're right, Brandon, where people think, oh, put it in another neighborhood, not mine. Go ahead and do that. Yep. Um, you know, keep it there. But um, we can do it. We, we look for residential, but we depend on our appraisers. So I was just talking earlier about, you know, down th- downtown St. Pete, like on Fifth Avenue or something like that. You may have you may have some mixed use properties where, let's say, a mechanic has a garage and is back of his house and we do allow that type of stuff but if an appraiser comes and said um hey this is this this is a better use to be a a commercial um zoning or commercial zone Mm. commercial real estate then we depend on our appraiser to tell us what is the highest and best use of that property And a lot of times they'll come back and they'll tell us that but sometimes they come back and say yeah there's a lot of mixed use in the area so um you know those type of things are uh, come up on the, from a, the appraiser side yeah highest and best use that's now where, how does that come in on the appraisal side uh ray Oh, that's required in every appraisal. There has to be a highest and best use analysis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, residential, it's there. We have a little spot on the form. 
uh, with mine, I, I do give a, a larger explanation, so it actually goes over into the addenda. But we basically have to say what is the physically possible, legally permissible, and maximally productive use mm, of like the that. property. That's interesting. You know, and, and so you know, you get to the legal, the the legally permissible. That's basically zoning and future land use. Yeah, which most single family homes. It's a single family home. Yeah. And then, you know, financially feasible is if the property was vacant, is it feasible to build a house on it? Right. So in other words, we have the cost of the land, the cost of the construction. Is it worth what homes are selling for in that area? Mm -hmm. So if you buy the land, you build the house, it's, you know, cost you $200,000, but all the houses in the area that are the same size and everything else are Mm $50,000. Well, you know, that's a, that's an over-improvement. Yeah, exactly. And, you you know, that might not be the highest and best use. I was explaining functional obsolescence this week, too, to, a you know, a, a, a client, and we're looking at going on the market. And I was just talking about, you know, and they understood. They, they mm-hmm. said, wow, yeah, we get it. We kind of see that our house is older. It has, you know, the lower ceilings. The stairwell could have maybe been done a different way. Mm-hmm. So you get into the, what we call that functional obsolescence as well. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking with Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage. We've got Ray Hall here in studio, Ray Hall Appraisals, and William Cro- on the phones. William, did you want to add anything uh, to what we've uh, been discussing here the last couple of minutes? Oh, no, I think it covered them pretty good. Uh, of course, I'm not an expert in, the, in that industry, but it sounded pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah when you when you get into zoning and stuff, that's a little outside yeah. of uh, what you're doing. But but yeah, overall, just general, when you look at uh, the market, I, one of the things I, I just see that could potentially hurt us here uh, coming up is the increase in uh, minimum wage. You know, the, mm-hmm. less buyers may be qualifying for some of these properties. Uh, small businesses may be being affected going out, and I guess. If you ask the certain experts, they're saying there's no doubt some small businesses are going out, some jobs are going to be lost, automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of you know asking the clerk to make the deal, it's going to be a computer talking to you, autonomous vehicles. So when we come back, I want to talk, just explore that conversation with our experts here uh, in studio. How do you think the increase in the minimum wage may affect uh, the real estate market, the market in general, and, and employment, uh, the employment sector here as well? So stay with us right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Diane Vance, more from William Crowley and Ray Hall here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Plus, our feel-good story of the day coming right up after this break. 70-year-old man rose across the Atlantic Ocean and raises $1 million for Alzheimer's research. Research. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. 
Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And giving a quick shout out to Brothers Easy Moving, the official moving partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show, Brothers Easy Moving. Whether you're planning a local or long distance move, reach out to our friends at Brothers Easy Moving. They do a great job, firsthand experience, and they are a first class organization. All right, here's our feel good story of the day. All right, so the gentleman's name is Frank Rothwell. He became the oldest person to row unassisted across the Atlantic Ocean, raising more than a million dollars for Alzheimer's research. Uh, he's from England. He set off the Canary, uh, Canary Islands on December 12th and crossed the finish line in Antigua uh, 56 days later. Wow, what a feat. He completed 3,000-mile journey a week ahead of schedule. Uh, quote, it took... Six long weeks to row the Atlantic, but the challenge itself has taken over 18 months of training and preparation. So I'm very proud of what I've achieved and the unbelievable journey I've been on. And he took part of a goal raising money for a million dollars. More than 9,400 donors helped him reach his goal as of February 16th. He raised over a million, one million forty-eight thousand seven hundred eighty-three thousand dollars. And it's, it goes on a little bit longer than that, but. For the sake of time here, what a cool story yeah. and the feel-good story of the day. We always love our feel-good stories, Ray. It's yeah. a it's a pretty cool thing to you know bring something positive to the table. Now, yeah, it's a feel-good story, but it's making me feel lazy. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good way to say it. That's right. So uh, I Diane Vance, I can't even swim my pool. <laughs> yeah, two two or three laps in the pool, and, and uh, yeah, exactly. Breathing hard. Yeah, you know, wrestling with the dogs for thirty seconds. Breathing hard. So uh, mm-hmm. William Crowley's on the line. Diane Vance. Fairway Independent Mortgage, Ray Hall uh, in studio. We got our A team for the real estate space here. So I was going to pose that question right before the break there of you know, and, and we'll just get you know quick answers from everybody uh, since we're in our lightning round here. But when you look at you know how do you, how do you see this affecting and, and you know this this uh, federal increase the the fifteen dollar an hour increase? How do you see that affecting uh, the economy in general or maybe even your your industry specific? Uh, let's let's just start in in studio here, Ray Hall. I, you know, and, and I'm sure it's a touchy subject for a lot of people, but I'm from the train of thought that handouts never work. Yeah. Giving someone more than what they've earned doesn't work. Yeah. It never does. Never, never has. Yeah. Um, I feel we should be encouraging harder work to move into better positions uh, because this higher income, it's going to affect businesses. Yeah. And businesses aren't going to just sit there and say, well, we're going to make less money now because we have to pay more people. They're going to find ways to cut the cost or have the consumer pay for it. And increase the cost. Yep. Exactly. So, it's you know, consumer. that Big Mac might cost eight bucks now. Yeah. And, you know, that, per- that person who's behind the counter running the register may be gone now That's because right. now we can just have one of those kiosks and you punch in what you want and exactly. a robot makes your burger in the back. That's right. Autonomous vehicles. I mean, it, goes, it continues to go on. William, you were cro- uh, jumping in? No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree uh, with what he's saying. And everything's a touchy subject nowadays. So 
the, I think the main thing is that I think they should let each state decide. Of course, that's not going to happen because right. it's a federally mandated subject. Nevertheless, yeah. I think that it's going to be more effective to let each state deal with it from their own uh, premise. And then it may be even each industry because I think that uh, I don't think there should be one. But if they're going to do it, let the state in the industries possibly decide not well, that, to be federally mandated. That's a great point because New York is such a higher cost of earning, cost of living, cost of everything. Yeah. California is similar. Diane, what's your take? Well, I'm kind of of the opinion, maybe a little different than you all, but um, yeah. I think every I think everybody should have a living wage. But at the same uh-huh. time, I've read somewhere if in the last uh, forget thirty years had we had the, the same for inflation and things like that, it would be it would be like twenty two dollars an hour right now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so so I think with you know it depends on inflation, it depends on the industry, and you're right, it will be passed on consumers, but. But whether they're paying eight, I don't even know what the minimum wage is now, and I should. I have a lot of people that work for me, but I pay them more than minimum wage. A little over but, eight, we think. Yeah, yeah. yeah so eight fifty or whatever it is. So I think even with that, you're still going to have the kiosk and the the jobs go away. I don't think it matters. I mean, yeah. I Technology's think, coming I, either I think way. Technology is yeah. coming no matter what. So, but right. I think people. I, I believe I'm in the belief that people should better themselves and. Right. Whether it's education or going into commission jobs where you don't have a sky, yep. you know, some sort of selling real estate or going to be an appraiser or owning yep. your own company or whatever. So I'm of that belief. But, um, yep. yes, I, I definitely there's a lot of opinions out there. Um, yep. And it definitely is a it's definitely going to make a, a difference. Yeah. Yeah, it could. It, it, yeah, there's there's going to be some changes coming. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into our lightning round here. This is our top tips, nuggets of advice, parting words of wisdom. The lightning round. I am so good at lightning rounds. I majored in lightning rounds. All right. Back to Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage Local Lender. Support your local economy. Well, my tip is to always plan, get started now. If you need to go to William, we'll send you to William, but get started. There's so many different programs, so many different ways, and you can you can purchase. It may take a little longer, so you have to start somewhere. That's right. Get it going and because you don't want to show up. You don't want to find that house that you love and only find out, oh, no, my credit got hit by identity theft, which leads us to William Crowley because identity theft is rampant out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, identity theft is. But uh, one, one thing I learned this week is if I don't hear from Diane, that means business is good. And I don't want business to be that good. <laughs> but, but for those who, who are suffering from the, from the uh, ill effects of uh, uh, identity theft, make sure that you file that police report and also put a promotional block on your credit report. Promotional block on credit report and file a police report. Do not advocate either of those responsibilities because if you do that, your credit won't be damaged. Because the police report is going to reflect what, where you're a victim at, and then the credit reporting agencies have to adhere to that report and delete the information that is. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. Uh, you know, when it comes to your real estate valuation, uh, never assume you know more than the professionals. And, uh, you know, always go with experienced professionals in the industry. Uh, you know, a lot of times I have people who were buying a house because their, their neighbor's son who just got his real estate license uh, needed the work. Uh, you know, you want you want experience because yeah. uh, real estate is a very difficult thing, and real estate valuation is a very complex uh, thing to do. 
Yeah. So go with experience, go with a good reputation, do your research, and don't rush into anything. It's definitely not easy. As a matter of fact, we talked about FISBOs before for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. I had one that I was you know, talking to about potentially listing. I had my team run the CMA for me. I set up a Zoom call this morning so I could kind of be face-to-face with the gentleman. He was out of state, 100% disabled veteran. Love our veterans, by the way. We want to help you save money. Uh, if you're a veteran, first responder, military, teacher, nurse, uh, we're, we're basically looking ways to, looking for ways to give you folks you know, discounts. So you know, half a point discount on the deals if, we, if you work with us. Uh, but long story short... He thought the value was around three fifty five. Comps came in about two eighty five, mm-hmm. and so I was honest with him. I said, "Listen, I, I would love to take the listing, but Keller Williams has a moral obligation, a moral set of ethics that says if it's not a win win, we can't do the deal." Right. So I'd love to take your listing, take over price listing, get the listing leads, get all that, or the buyer call leads. I, I was honest with him. I said, "If you want to rent it out, maybe that's something we could look into. You rent it out, and then um, potentially." You know, buy your dream home, you know, count that in towards your debt ratio. We'd have to check with Diane to see, you know, how that would play out. But, um, yeah, so, so don't overpay. That's one of the things you've said on the show oh, yeah. as well. Don't overpay for the asset because it's going to hurt you. Exactly. You know, like I said, when you when you overpay for that house, you just max out your credit card. You've got no equity yep. and you've got nothing to fall back on. Um, you know, should we, you know, see some kind of decline in the market or something happens and you need that equity, Yeah. Um, you know, use it for emergencies That's uh, right. and, it's, and it's there for you to use and you get a great rate on it as yeah. opposed to using your credit cards. But, you know, don't, don't use it for silly things. I mean, you know, be responsible, Yeah. You borrow responsibly. Uh, one of the, one of the, so my lightning round tip for this segment, what I would say is you look at a lot of the negativity out there. You look at people and, and I talk to a lot of my team about this is, you know, where are you going to focus at, right? We can focus on something that just had, like we had a police officer in Pinellas County pass yesterday and just, you know, there's so many negative things happening and, and you look at the geopolitical stuff. Uh, but I think now more than ever, we've got to take control of our own mindset, our mindset, the attitude that we have. And it reminds me of the smiling effect. So there's a rule. uh, Did you know that your mental agility is 31% faster? You're 31% smarter. You have more mental agility just by the simple fact that you're smiling. You're in a good mood. You put yourself in that mood. You make yourself be in a positive mindset, whether it takes you talking about incantations, uh, you you saying uh, your positive vibes, you know, prayer, uh, whatever it takes, but put yourself in that, men- you know, you have a contagious attitude of gratitude, right? That's going to help you overcome a lot of things. And you look at, you know, the economy, different things out there, you know, the more that you can stay positive and, and yeah, you may have some rough clients on the, you know, that are tough on you and different things, but you've got to snap right out of it, especially if you're in your sales and then go right back into that positive, positive state. And the smiling effect is really cool. You know, 31% uh-huh. smarter just by simply being smiling and in a good mood. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's I got to smile more. There you go. Make, yeah, put yourself in that mood, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. And Thank uh, you. thanks for calling into the show. Great nuggets of advice today. William Crowley, thanks as well. My, thanks again, my friend. Oh, yeah, no problem. Always a pleasure. All right. And Ray Hall here in studio as well. Thanks so much, Ray. Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another and be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And make sure you stop by our website, consumerqb.com. 
You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at consumerqb.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. 